Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tonaguzzi, Managing Editor of Canada's Podcast. Joining me today on Calgary's podcast is Kathy Ewan, who is president of Phase One Design with offices in Calgary and Vancouver. Thanks for joining us today, Kathy. Thanks for having me, Mario. All right, let's uh, chat first of all about uh, your business. What do you do? So I own Phase One Design. We are an architectural and interior design firm and specialize in designing homeowners' dream homes. So whether it's a new build or a major renovation, um, that's what we do. We help our homeowners get there. Tell me a little bit of the history about Phase One. How did you start it? And more, more the why. Yeah, sure. So uh, we've been around for 17 years. I feel really old when I say that. <laughs> um, Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so uh, the why. So I, um, my background is actually construction project management. So one of the big whys of why the company got started was uh, on the project management side, I saw a lot of disconnect between design and, you know, what I'll call the more practical side of the business, which is essentially having projects on budget, on time, as well as, you know, just being buildable, like from a construction standpoint. So, um, you know, of course, like a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, um, founding stories, uh, I thought we could do it better. We're like, oh, wait, we can come up with, um, you know, a business that maybe can address these issues that I saw at the time in the industry. So uh, that was part of the reason why Phase One Design was born. So we wanted to be the design firm that was able to not only deliver a beautiful design, but do it within a construction budget, do it um, within the context of being on time, like the overall um, time frame of the, the project, as well as buildable. Mm-hmm. So your interest in, in homes, in architecture, where, where'd that come from? And uh, did you always have this as a kid or you develop it over time somehow? Yeah, like, I mean, I think I was always really interested in homes and like home design. Um, I think one of the, the big, you know, kind of going back to the whys though, was really for me, it was um, leaving a legacy. You know, I really want to, and I've, since I was like a kid, I have always wanted to impact other people's lives and really, you know, um, like on a small level and also like on a large scale, right? So always, uh, I always talk about leaving legacy. So like, what are people going to say like long after I'm gone? I know that sounds really morbid. Um, but yeah, like just making a positive impact in other people's lives. So in terms of like being able to be a part of a dream home project and a home design project, in my opinion, we are making an impact in people's lives. Mm. What's a favorite, uh, one of the favorite types of homes you've uh, designed? Oh, my God. Okay, that's a trick question. <laughs> that, was, that was really hard to answer. Um, my favorite, oh, my God. They're all, I love them all for different reasons. But I know you're looking for, like, an answer. So, um, like, a specific answer, right? No, it's um, okay. You know, I just thought, you know what, if, if there was one that popped in your head. Uh... I think a home... Uh, what I love, and to be honest, my my style and what my preferences change all the time because I see so much new stuff out there. Um, but I think that a home, like when my favorite type of design is when you walk in and it just feels like really good. Like you just feel like you just want to hang out there in that space and spend a lot of time, entertain, have fa family and friends over. And yeah, just somewhere you want to, a space that you want to be in and just makes you feel good. Yeah. I guess in this field, uh, right, uh, 
a lot of creativity, obviously, involved, right? And where does that come from? Like, where do you get inspiration? Well, I think uh, most of our designs are inspired more so by our clients because everything we do is custom. Yeah. Um, so a client would come to us and, you know, they have their vision, which is for me, that it's a, it's really exciting just to see somebody else get excited about, you know, what they want. Um, and then in terms of like the creative side of things, I think, I mean, I know this sounds kind of cheesy, but like the world is an inspiration, right? Like you can walk down the street and I don't know, see, see like a cool shape. Even in like nature, let's say, like, let's say you're, you're literally like walking through the, through the park and you see something cool and you're like, Ooh, maybe you can pull that into design yeah. or like a color scheme, um, or even like other architectural buildings, you know, like there's so many examples of great design out there and it doesn't have to be like just actual like architectural buildings. It can be anything really that you see out there in nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or anywhere. So. Okay, uh, not to get into the age thing, but uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you you brought it up. <laughs> okay, sure. okay. Well, I'm just thinking, going back in time, like uh, you obviously were fairly young when you uh, you when you started the business. What were some of the the key challenges you faced starting a, a business? Yeah, so I was 26 years old when I started the business, and of course, you know, like a lot of people in their 20s. You know, you think you know everything, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. I think it's really good that you're naive, right? You're like, oh yeah. And I actually remember thinking um, to myself when I officially quit my job, my full time, my really, really good full time job slash career at the time. Um, I remember thinking to myself and saying out loud, "It's like, yeah, you know, how hard could it possibly be to run a business?" And of <laughs> course, you're like in for a crazy surprise, right? Like I thought I was going to work like way less hours and make all this money, and it was going to be super easy. But yeah, some of the key challenges I would say is like really just not knowing what you don't know. Um, and uh, you know, I think if you've ever, if you're familiar with the book E Myth, they talk about working in your business versus on your business, and yeah. like, and and yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and small business owners, when you first start, that's all you do. You're working in your business and you, you a don't even understand the concept of working on your business. And even if you did, you wouldn't even know how to do that. So you, you don't have the business smarts or the business skill set. So you know how to do day to day, yeah. but not the business side. So um, for me, I would say that was our largest challenge. Um, and yeah, like even something as basic as like, oh, I need to do a source deduction. Uh, submission to the CRA as part of payroll. Like, what is that? What's the source deduction, right? Just like simple thing. Well, now, now to, to us, it's it's simple, but back then yeah. it wasn't, right? Um, so I literally read every single business book I could get my hands on. Um, what little money I had, I spent them all on books. Like back then it was like hard copy books yeah. <laughs> that you'd buy from like chapters, you know, like, so I spent a lot of time in chapters um, and just consuming as much information as you, I could possibly get. Yeah. What do you think, you know, when when you look back, uh, you know, on, on starting and being an entrepreneur, a lot of people uh, start this out of necessity, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And they're forced to because maybe they're laid off or whatever, right? And mm -hmm. uh, But, you know, it was a choice for you, right, to do this. And uh, was it scary, though, to leave something that was, I guess, secure, for lack of a better <laughs> word, right, uh, for something that you know, you don't know where this is going. Um, yeah, that's a great question. So I would say at first I was kind of like too naive to like be scared. <laughs> like I actually <laughs> thought it was like, going to be this like really cool adventure, which it is. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, so, but yes, I felt about like, I think terrified would be a good word to describe how I felt, but I, I don't think it like really hit me until about, you know, six months to a year into the business where it's like, whoa, like I have to like really start figuring out how to do this properly. Like I need to figure out how to make sales and revenue and like Mm. generate business. Cause you know, when you're, when you're working as an employee for someone, like you don't have to think about stuff like that. You just kind of, and it's all there for you. But then, uh, you know, if you have your own business, like you do, you're like, where, where's my next paycheck coming from? Sometimes yeah. you don't have a paycheck coming, right? So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so when, um, uh, you know, along the way, along the journey, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, I've been being a woman in a, in a, I guess in an industry that uh, most people associate with men, you know, with, with home mm-hmm. building, et cetera, like that, what were some of the, were there issues that you had to deal with there or, or challenges that you had to overcome there? Yeah, I think, I mean, like the reality is you can't really see how tall I am right now, but I'm like five feet, five <laughs> feet wow. heels. This is why I always wear heels and I'm <laughs> tiny, right? So yeah, I'm like this tiny, like back then I was in my twenties, 20 year old, like coming in trying to sell architectural contracts, right? And be like, oh, hey, let me design your house. I know everything about construction. Cause I actually, um, like, like I said, I was in project management. So I actually used to like, run trades, work on site day to day. So I actually did have the knowledge. Um, but yeah, walking into a lot of the rooms, everyone was like, whoa, who are you? You're just like this designer. And, you know, I'm telling them my background. And I think I think the fact that I did have that background and I was able to talk about it and really like, you know, talk of the technical construction side, you know, once once we started having those conversations, I think that's when people started taking me seriously. But yeah, 100%, I mean, um, I think uh, just, yeah, being a woman and being teeny tiny, um, sometimes people are like, whoa, <laughs> do you actually know what you're talking about? So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, along the way too, uh, you mentioned a lot of books and, and, and stuff that you, yes. you looked at. Were there, was there anything in particular that struck you, uh, uh, you know, from a business standpoint about, uh, uh, learning and education that helped you like any, any particular books or any particular authors or, you know, people out there that, that you considered very helpful in your journey. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely some key ones. Um, there was one uh, in particular, and actually we still use it. Uh, I think that there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are familiar with them out there. Uh, so Gina Wickman Traction. Um, and we actually do, like he talks about it, an EOS entrepreneurial operating system. And we, as a phase one, we still run on that. Uh, we actually have somebody implementing that for us now, whereas before we were trying to self, self-implement. Uh, but it talks about um, essentially how to run your business, but in a very simple way. Mm-hmm. So it breaks it down literally to uh, there's a tool where it's literally like one page and like, you know, you don't need a business plan necessarily. I mean, you, well, they are helpful, but, you know, the this particular book talks about literally a one pager um, that kind of sums up everything. Yeah. for a business and yeah just really easy digestible really easy to implement hmm. so that's a big one for me so uh you know uh being a business owner obviously there's so many different aspects of it right mm-hmm. uh, yes. do you find that uh taking care of business so to speak uh <laughs> t- takes you away from the creative side of uh what you got into th- in this for in the first place for i guess um that's a great question i actually get asked that quite a bit so I would say like, yes and no. Um, so, you know, I'm really big on uh, building teams that are smarter than me. So I I will confidently say every single member of my team currently and always has been, um, every single person has a something 
that they can do better for me, including the creative side of things. Yeah, yeah. So we still definitely work together, but I, it's all about my team that, that pulls on that creative side. And I would say that for me personally, I am now creative in other ways as well. So in terms of business, I think like even just showing up every day at the office and you're having like a business conversation, you know, or trying to solve an issue or work through something or a new business strategy. Yeah. There's a lot of creative creativity that you need to inject into those conversations and like pull from. So that gets me really excited as much as, you know, the home design uh, aspect of it also gets me excited. So I don't know if that answers your questions. I guess it's no, two different no, how have you been able to, you know, uh, it's been a tough time, obviously, for, mm -hmm. for businesses in general in Canada mm -hmm. and uh, small businesses in particular with so many different factors, pandemic, obviously, but uh, everything that in terms of like uh, costs of everything uh, going up and uh, labor shortages, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what do you think it's uh, been some of the reasons that you've been able to, I guess, survive and navigate through all these challenges in these times? I think it's, um, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, so yes, it has been challenging for lots of different reasons. And, you know, I, I, I don't think we're the only business, but I think I always see challenges as an opportunity as well. So, you know, what, what everything has forced us to do in the past few years is really just, um, I think setting, setting everybody's expectations properly, especially like in my industry where you're working with homeowners and clients that are, are very time sensitive, like every everybody wants everything yesterday, which is understandable. There's a lot of money on the line um, and emotions, of course. So just setting proper expectations in terms of cost and time frames. Um, and really, I always go back to like your team, right? Like just having the right people around you and understanding how to lead a team and how, making sure they're engaged and informed um, to run projects in as efficient way as possible. And um, also using technology, like we've really taken a renewed focus on looking at ways we can use technology to streamline processes. Um, and I don't think, in my yeah. opinion, maybe I'll have a different opinion in five years, but uh, currently I don't think technology can fully replace like humans, but it's good to utilize technology to, um, you know, enhance what we do on a day-to-day. -day. So something as simple as like, we rolled out a project management software that we customized, which um, enables us to forecast our timeframes, you know, months, if not years into the future, like for a really long project. So just being being able to have that um, level of forecasting, I think, uh, you know, really helps our projects and then they're for our clients as well. Okay, this is um, kind of a weird question that just popped in my head when you talk okay. about that technology and, yes. and, and artificial, say artificial intelligence, right? Like, uh, you know, can we get to the day where, where you know, <laughs> you throw in the, the key words, uh, uh, I want a really cool design for a new house, and boom, it's there in seconds. Like, do you, do you see that kind of coming? And and what, you know, what is the, I don't know, significance of uh, what that means for, for us all? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, and I like... I was actually joking. I've been joking to my close, close circle. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have a job in like two, two years. Hopefully I still will. But, no one will um, have a yeah. job. <laughs> What's that, sorry? I said, no one will have a job. I won't. Right? I'll be a robot sitting here asking you questions. <laughs> but nobody can take your place, Mario. Come on. Let's be real. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's a really good question. And one, like, I, I wish I knew the answer to I think, again, 
Yeah, and I don't know the answer to that question. Hopefully, you know, I uh, think that we will be working side by side with technology rather than just being fully replaced by technology. Um, I think there are elements of what we do that just can't be replaced and hopefully I'm not mistaken. Um, so for example, you know, just being able to have that human interaction and, um, where, you know, there's a, there's a, a certain way we ask questions as an example to pull the information we need from a client and hopefully a robot won't be able to take our place. <laughs> we'll see. Which leaves me something else. Like uh, as a, as an owner make, and when you're making decisions, uh, mm-hmm. uh, are you the type of person that makes decisions like, uh, strictly and maybe more so uh, based on research and knowledge and data and all that type of stuff? Or do you go by your gut? Great question. I think you need both. I don't think that, um, you know, the, what's that saying? And now, now or paralysis by analysis. Yeah, like, I don't think you're, you can do all the research in the world. But you know, the reality is business, the, the business environment changes so quickly. So if you're going to wait until you're 100% certain, which I don't actually believe in 100% certainty before you pull the trigger on something, like your your opportunity is going to be already gone by that time. So, you know, you make an informed decision based on the uh, the data that, that you have at um, your disposal at the time and obviously do your research. But, you know, 80% done is sometimes better than 100% perfect because and there's no such thing as perfection. So, yeah. That, yeah. So, Depending on what it is, of course, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so if uh, some young person came up to you and uh, mm-hmm. and said, uh, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm thinking of being an entrepreneur. What, yeah. what advice would you give them? Mm, good question. I would say, um, you know, surround yourself with really smart people. Uh, you, all, you never want to be the smartest person in the room, in particular in key areas that I think, again, a lot of startup entrepreneurs don't know, including myself. So for example, like finance and uh, legal and even like strategy, right? Like just surround yourself with as many smart people as you can get a really good mentor or, you know, ideally multiple mentors out there, Uh, be prepared to work hard. And, you know, when, when the going gets tough, just stick in there. I think really business at the end of the day, it's a, a lot about the hard work um and tenacity when things just don't go your way yeah. you know just keep keep at it all right now we talked a little uh quite a bit here about technology mm-hmm. you know one of the areas of technology is obviously what we're doing right here in video yeah. and uh and i know that you're a big fan of uh video and using video tell me how yes. you use video for your business yeah, so I love video because I just think it's engaging. Uh, so how we use, te- or sorry, video specifically. So I have a ch- uh, YouTube channel, Dream Homes with Kathy. So we talk about basically everything you need to know about Dream Homes and answer you know all the frequently asked questions. I think it's really good because it delivers a lot of information out to people who need it. And you know, on a YouTube channel, viewers can consume information like kind of at their leisure. Um, and then once you actually have somebody that's engaged in your content, you can continue to uh, deliver that content, right? Like in a in, in a really good, concise way too. So instead of having to sit there and like, you know, watch a one hour video on something, like you can just basically like skim through a channel and be like, yeah, I wanna consume this 12 minute video about 
how much does the house cost? Or, you know, mm. what can I build on my lot? Like things like that. Yeah. So yeah, so I think video, well, I, I, and I just love video. Like, I think it's really fun to do too. Like once you actually get the hang of it. So I would encourage anybody out there to do it. Do you think it's a, it's a scary thing for a lot of businesses to, to adopt initially? Oh, for sure. It totally, it totally is. And it was for us as well. Um, <laughs> you know, my close business friends, uh, actually I just had one that came to me and I've been encouraging him for a long time. And, uh, He's a, he's a builder friend of mine and he finally started doing it. And it's really cool. Like he was telling me the story of like, he's like, Oh, Kathy, I finally did it. But it was cool because he actually saw his metrics go up like on, uh, and the level of engagement, um, on all of those platforms. So he's kind of hit the bullet and just did it. And somebody gave me some advice about this a long time ago, uh, which is kind of crazy, but it's true. They're like, okay, you know what? When you first video do video, you're going to suck. So the sooner you just start sucking and being like really bad at it on the other end of it, one day you're going to wake up and be like, oh, these are actually starting to be like pretty good. So um, yeah, just start sucking. And then one day you'll just be good. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little, a little bit about yourself, uh, Kathy. Now, obviously being an entrepreneur, you know, it's, it's, busy you know in many ways 24 7 for many on entrepreneurs what do you do to relax outside of work um, i love anything new so like i i call it adventuring <laughs> so you know and that can be like something really bold and exciting you know like traveling and like going and seeing new places to like even some nights like i'm i'm kind of in this mode right now where i just want to chill at home and do nothing <laughs> But by that, like, you know, you're still out there trying new recipes. I don't know. Maybe you like you stay at home and like cook something new. So basically anything new, anything to do with the outdoors. I love, um, I love dogs. So standing open invitation, anybody out there with a Frenchie that needs French bulldog that needs a doggy sitter. I'm always <laughs> open for that because yeah, I just love hanging with dogs. So that's uh, another thing I love to do. Um, and then also I really, really, uh, right now kind of in the background, I'm working on a nonprofit initiative for affordable housing, okay. which uh, that'll be an announcement that we're going to be making. Uh, it's a big, hairy, audacious goal of mine, BHAG, uh, not just of mine now, it's actually one of phase one. So stay tuned. Okay. And I see that, uh, you know, on your bio, you're involved with a Horizon High, uh, Horizon Housing Society. Sorry. And uh, tell me about your interests there and, and, and or why. Oh, okay. So Horizon, yeah, I was on the board of Horizon. I'm no longer. I actually okay. had to resign because I, sorry, I need to update that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, just back to uh, affordable housing. So that's what uh, Horizon Housing was doing. Okay. Was doing. And uh, yeah, I had to resign from the board because I started Vancouver office. So I just wasn't able to come in anymore. But, uh, well, I guess maybe I'll give you the sneak peek. This will be the first time it's out there in the public. So as part of um, some, one of our strategic planning sessions for phase one, we actually decided uh, that one of our 10-year goals, we think it's going to be 10 years. We haven't quite defined the timeline yet. But we actually want to enhance 1 million lives around the world. And that means either humans or we said lives uh, specifically, so it could be like humans or maybe like animals or something uh we think it's going to be in the form of like affordable housing or something we haven't quite firmed up the details but that's um our BHAG that as a company we actually want to go out there and start doing that and um we're just in the process of starting a tickers account a million 
So it's a pretty ambitious goal, but you know, it's one that gets not just me, but like my entire team super excited. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, Kathy, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Mario. It was good to see you. So see you again too. And, uh, that, that was Kathy Ewan, who is president of Phase One Design uh, with offices in Calgary and in Vancouver. I'm Mario Tanaguzzi, managing editor of Canada's podcast. This has been Calgary's podcast. Thanks for joining us today.